Excuse the audio for this podcast. We experience technical difficulties during recording. Audio will be fixed for the next podcast. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bag. Today is April 2nd, 2019, 7.39 p.m. Man, I'm getting fired up. Why? Because football's coming. Football. We got our first look at what's going on Monday, yesterday. People showing up, people practicing, people doing press conferences. Good stuff, good stuff. Before we get into that, let's do some fact check, some follow-ups. Fact check number one. We had asked if Cam Newton had two or three soldiers, shoulder surgeries. He has no soldier surgeries, I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, he has had two shoulder surgeries. One in March 2017, which kept him out of the entire off-season program, the most of training camp. And then the second one this off-season. Yes, but he got it done before March, so... So, two shoulder surgeries in less than two years. He's done. He's done. Fact check number two. April 1st was not the start of OTA. Uh, we had put that on the title of the podcast and all that mess. And it's kind of confusing because OTA stands for Organized Team Activities. And you would think, you know, the player showing up and everything is organized team activity. But it's not activities organized by the team. It's the team doing organized activities together. <laughs> Right, it's really confusing. But it's voluntary. Right, this is voluntary workouts is what, we, what we're going through right now. But technically, it's still pre-OTAs, which is what we right. said in the title. Now, I think we said the day before OTAs or something. I don't know. My point being, you were wrong. I don't think so. <laughs> I stand uh, by my title. The off-season rules are in phase one, which is what we're in right now. This lasts for two weeks. It's four hours a day. And it's limited to strength and conditioning and 90 minutes maximum on the field. And then the remaining, like, two hours, they the players can do whatever they want, like, strength and conditioning-wise. Smoking the reaper. <laughs> I don't think they can do that in the facility. <laughs> I think they can do it anywhere. When is that going to change? You know what, is it like 17 states have legalized That is, like, one? the worst drug to do when you're trying to play sports like you got no so yeah you got no energy like josh gordon i don't know what his deal is or who's that one the dolphins ricky williams yeah Ricky williams oh my gosh <laughs> talk about a pothead but they do they you know he's coaching somewhere now is he high yeah, i'm sure <laughs> colorado probably <laughs> <laughs> uh well you know i could see where smoking some weed after a game would help you calm down or something Speaking of the voluntary workouts, there's been a lot of noise about Gerald McCoy not being there. And we kind of made some noise about it, too. Oh, yeah. Well, I was interested to see if he would show up because it is a new coach, new system. You'd think he'd want to be there to be involved, to be a part of it and all that good stuff. Well, everybody's making it out like this is the first time he's ever missed the volunteer workouts, voluntary workouts. Yeah, I didn't know. And frankly, it's not easy to find. No, because... There's no one that's actually keeping track of who's there. You can't, because it, it's not like all these guys are in one spot and the reporters can sit there and count them. Right, and it's not open to the public. It's not open to the public, and very few media people go to it. And the ones that do, they don't have access to who all is there. So there's a lot of... Everybody's been talking about it. Uh, Rick Stroud actually even tweeted out that uh, he somebody had asked him if Jeremy McCoy has ever missed a voluntary workout, and he said no. There's been people on the forums and stuff saying that this is the first time that he's ever missed the workouts. And then uh, the way articles are titling their article is they're saying, like, Gerald McCoy misses first workout, making it sound like he's missed his first workout. But it's not. It's the Buccaneers' first 
they have voluntary workouts. Right. So everybody's being a little tricky with it. But here's the thing. These veterans normally don't have to come. It's a voluntary workout. That's why they put in the contracts incentives. The, you've heard of the workout incentives, you know, the workout bonus. Yeah. Right. They, they put that in there to get these guys to come to workouts. Uh, McCoy has no contract incentive this year or last year. As a matter of fact, he's only had four years where he had workout bonuses. That was 2011, 2012, 2013, and 2014. Jerry McCoy definitely did not go to voluntary workouts last year. James Winston and Deshaun Jackson were there. Right. But Jerry McCoy did not show up, and I do not believe he showed up in 2017. But like you said, it's very difficult to find out who's there and who's not. So basically, everybody's making a mountain out of mud whatever it is. I think the guy should be there just to let Arians know he wants to be on the team and play. You know, just That was our point in the last podcast. Right, but him not showing up doesn't mean anything. It's not, it doesn't mean he's holding out. It doesn't mean he's uh, throwing a hissy fit or anything. It doesn't mean they're trading him. It means nothing because he, he doesn't show up. He hasn't shown up in the past couple of years at least. I think that's an important frame of reference. And again, it's not easy information to find. Yes. But here's the thing. Scott Reynolds from PewterReport.com, he knows Gerald McCoy wasn't there last year. He's the one I found out about it from. But yeah, he's writing articles like it's a big deal that Gerald McCoy wasn't there this year or that he didn't show up yesterday. Funny thing, the media has seemed to kind of turn on Gerald McCoy the past year. They're not as rah-rah about him, you know. And I found this in the April 20th, 2018 Fab Five report from Scott Reynolds on PewterReport.com. Quote, McCoy didn't particularly care for me using his own words and the tough love that I offered up in that column. He took to Twitter to call me out without mentioning my name and blocked PewterReport.com from following him on Twitter for what was the first or perhaps second critical column I've ever written about him after eight years of pretty positive coverage since he's been in Tampa Bay where I've often defended him against harsher critics, end quote. Now, I wonder if that's not a reason why Pewter Report and some of these other media outlets have started piling on Gerald McCoy being traded, Gerald McCoy being gone, because they don't have that working relationship with him anymore. And I noticed that last year. There wasn't as many media video clips and stuff of Gerald McCoy. So I wonder if they, he's having a schism of falling out. I mean, he's him and the media have been in bed together since he's been in the NFL. Well, JPP came in and now he, you know, looks good in front of a camera and he can speak and he's making plays during the game. So maybe he's being usurped. Right. And he's making more money than Jerry McCoy. Right. So, I don't know. I just find it interesting. I'll speculate about stuff like that, especially how tricky the media is all the time. If you follow our podcast, we're always complaining about the media. So I do think it's problematic that McCoy's not there. I think he should be. I think Arians made it pretty clear. He sure did, but again, this is voluntary workouts. Right, but if you're in jeopardy of not being at the team anymore and your coach comes out a week before the voluntary workouts and says, I coach the guys that are here, and he makes it be known that you have something to prove, I think it's in your best interest as a teammate, as a leader on the team, as a veteran presence, as an important pillar of the team to show up. Yes, I agree with you. But at the same time, it's really not that big of a deal. You know, it's not like it's not like he's making a statement here. We don't know. He might be. Well, I mean, he might be, but... It's just not a good look. It's kind of pouty to me. It's about your image. It's what message you're sending to your boss, to your teammates. What if we find out that Jerry McCoy didn't show up the first year that Dirk Cutter was head coach? Or Lovey Smith? I, I, I would take yeah. issue with that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. 
I think it's a good thing to do as a teammate. Because Winston, Winston didn't show up either, did he? I don't know. I haven't seen him either. But I think the circumstances are different for the boy. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Like, just show us that you want to be here. That's what I want to see as a fan. Another interesting tidbit, moving on from Jerry McCoy. Did you know the Buccaneers are suing BP for the Verizon oil spill seeking damages? I saw that. It's like a settlement that BP agreed to pay out, and they told Tampa business owners, if you lost revenue, submit a claim, and we'll pay we'll pay out of the settlement. It's kind of like what they do with this asbestos settlement. Right. It's a similar. Yeah, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning have filed a claim as well. Right. This has been in court for apparently for a few years. Well, it happened in 2010, so yeah. almost a decade. Yeah, back when we were good. But the Buccaneers tried to keep the lawsuit out of the public eye, and the judge <laughs> just threw that motion out. So now everybody has found out that the Buccaneers are trying to claim damages from the BP oil spill. Hey, I mean, if they didn't want the Bucks to do it, they wouldn't have offered the settlement to yeah. anybody. I just found it quite interesting. Yeah, I read the Joe Bucks fan article, and the comments were pretty split. Did you know that Bo Allen, big 300-pound, 300-plus-pound defensive tackle we have, climbed Mount Kilimanjaro back in March with his former Eagles teammate Chris Long as part of the Waterboys project? In March? Yeah. Why didn't we hear about that? Well, we did hear about it, but it just didn't. It got a lot buried a little it. bit. Yeah, it got buried quite a bit. Uh, it raises awareness. The Waterboys Project is a foundation Chris Long has set up. It's a, it raises awareness and funds for sustainable water in Tanzania. Oh. He does this every year. He started, I think, in 2013, 2014. But anyhow, uh, Bo Allen has a fear of heights. And he really, it was a really big deal for him to do this. That's going to change your whole perspective on life, too, to overcome a fear like that. Mm-hmm. Or to look at fear like that in its face and have that kind of accomplishment work through it. Well, they say that it's a good idea to do one thing every day that scares you. Because it does. It makes you appreciate life more. I don't know. Is all that cortisol good for your system? Well, I mean, not necessarily like scare you to death. Okay. You know, at least something, you know, like if you're scared to speak in public or, you know, to walk up and talk to somebody or make a phone call to the IRS or something. I don't know. (laughs) But I tell you what, I think if I was 350 pounds, I'd probably have a fear of heights, too. Heights would include anything taller than my knees. <laughs> right. Imagine getting up on the counter and falling 350 pounds, hitting the ground. Good Lord. I don't know. You got a little more cushion. Yeah, you got a little bit more. You don't know much about physics. <laughs> Math, gravity. Are you throwing me down? Uh, speaking of dumb, Lindsay Bell. <laughs> Has a behind-the-scenes video up on thebuccaneers.com. If you follow the podcast, I've been pushing that the Buccaneers cheerleaders have been doing their uh, tryouts. And I also mentioned Lizzie Bell. Well, she has her behind-the-scenes footage this year. Pretty exciting. I haven't had a chance to look at it. Uh, Molly hasn't let me yet. I'll wait till she's not home. <laughs> but it's, it's always interesting. Hopefully, it'll be more behind-the-scenes footage than it normally is. A lot of times, it's more Lizzie Bell than anything. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I like to see more behind-the-scenes stuff in the organization. And check out that guy. What's his name? Lorenzo? Yeah, the, the new, male cheerleader. The, the male cheerleader that's in the finalists? The, I guess, she got married, so she's not Belle anymore. It's like Lindsay P. Oh, that's right. But you knew her before she was married. We go way back. <laughs> you go way back. I knew her when she dated, what was the name? Danny. from some band. We were kings? Yes, we were kings. So we said, kicking chicken. Kicking chickens. What's up, kicking chickens? Something like that. Something. Here's something really sad. The Alliance of American Football Spring League is shutting down. Yeah, Twitter's going crazy. Yeah. 
Now, it seems to be uh, quite a controversy because they have the funds, but the owner has decided to just shut everything down because the NFL is not allowing them to use practice squad players. Or, you know, the, the whole purpose behind this was to be like a like minor, farm league. Yeah, it's like a minor league for the NFL, and NFL's not working with them on that. Although they are showing the games on the NFL Network, and they have been promoting them on the NFL Channel. So, who knows? I just hate it. I wonder if it's just posturing, though. Is that just a dramatic move to make to get leverage? That's possible. You know, these businessmen, greedy bastards. I am excited to see the XFL come in next year. Jimmy Man is going to try to do the XFL again. Now, I think that the guy could really, really have a good thing if he has football players that go out there and hit each other. You know, forget all this safety crap. Well, that's kind of what the AAF was doing, right? No, I don't think so. I think they were. I think they had some good hits. <laughs> I know. I saw a couple. I saw Johnny Manziel get knocked out. Yeah, he got a knee to the head. Oh. Yeah, it was a bad one, too. I thought, oh, he didn't get suspended from the AAF? Or was that the CFL? He was the in the CFL. CFL. Mm-hmm. Then he yeah. was the AAF. Yes, which he's going to wish that he hadn't done that now because, right. again, he's unemployed. Yeah. So we talked a little bit, a little bit. We talked about Deshaun Jackson <laughs> and <laughs> the whole Who issue. Is that, What's what? going on? What happened what? to Deshaun? Deshaun? And Ira Kaufman podcast, they had said, I forget which one, Lee? Was it Lee? Isbitz. No, that's Steve. Isbitz. Whichever one. The Kipper? Yes. <laughs> said that Deshaun Jackson had done something so bad as a teammate that if it got out, it would ruin Deshaun Jackson's career. Right. Well, Ira Kaufman, we're getting little tidbits a little bit at a time. It's just trickling tidbits out. Tidbits from Isbits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to go right for Joe Buck fan? Joe doesn't think that would be a good idea. I, <laughs> can't, I can't case, write in third person. Ira Kaufman said that the foul thing that Deshaun Jackson did that they can't talk about was to Jameis Winston. Whatever he did, he did it to Jameis Winston. To him, like, as a person? I don't know. That's all the information I have. They're getting closer to telling us. They're getting closer to telling us, I think. So whatever he did, it was to Jameis Winston. And it was interesting listening. Ira said that? Yeah. So Ira knows, too. Yeah. So it was interesting listening to the press conferences from yesterday because Shaq Barrett talked a little bit about the message that the coaches gave and we learned from the Amazon series All or Nothing that Bruce Arians has the three words, which Shaq Barrett couldn't remember what they <laughs> that were. Was funny, which yeah. was funny. The, the press had to tell him what they were. Yeah. But then he goes, so basically their message, the coach's message, was that it's a brotherhood and they can't be stabbing each other in the back. Well, thank God Deshaun's gone. Right. So I don't know if that was because of the issue, whatever the issue was with Deshaun Jackson. And to Deshaun? Into Brutus. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I went to public school. <laughs> um, we we signed Buccaneer safety Isaiah Johnson and offensive lineman Mike Lipke to exclusive rights contracts. So we locked those two up. I thought we'd already did Lipke. Yeah. Really? Maybe. Okay. I don't think so. I mean, it just came out a day ago. So. Lipke, the practice squad warrior. They were five different teams. Yeah. Four of them on the practice squad. Been in the league since 2013. Well, now that you say that, just the fact that you know that makes me think that they must have already done that, that we already reported on it. Because <laughs> why would you know that otherwise? Because I had to do a fact check on it. Remember, we we didn't know who was the backup tackles. Oh, right. Okay. After Wester was gone, yeah, Lipke and 
Cooper. No. You got to do a fact. Boozer. 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 Yeah. Such a fun name. <laughs> Cletus Boozer. It's not Cletus. No. The other press conference, that, oh, Shaq Barrett's press conference, he said that he wants to prove his worth and he wants to compete for a starting job. Yeah, he's never been a starter. Well, he was a starter in 2017 for, I think, for quite a few games, the majority of the, of the games in 2017. He was a starter? Yes. Okay. Well, he wants a starting job here. Right, but he did not get a chance to play a lot in Denver. We've talked about this before. Uh, I got the video up in case everybody hasn't known about it on the website. And I put it up on Twitter, and then everybody said that they couldn't see it on Twitter. But you could see it if you did a browser on your phone. I don't know what it is with Twitter browser or viewing it through Twitter, but the, the video just did show up as a blank space. Uh, yeah, he started nine games in 2017 with Denver. But anyhow, I've got uh, the 2000, some, I've got week one, 2017, all of his plays in sequence. So you can just, just go there, you can watch the guy and see what you think about him. Uh, I'll probably do another, you know, just random game, just pick it out that he started in and do the same thing. They played against the Bucks that year. Oh, maybe I'll do the Buccaneers. Huh, yeah, that'd be a good idea. Because he talked about that in his press conference. That was one where we had the brain delay. Yeah. I know that because of the press conference. <laughs> <laughs> I made Ralph listen to it too. Yeah, I remember that. It was so we were whooping their butt, and then we had the rain delay for, oh God, it was like for an hour. Yeah. And then we came out, we were just flat, and they came back and beat us. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I, I might be making that up too. So. <laughs> they did... A press conference with Vernon Hargraves, too, yesterday, which was weird to me. I didn't even recognize him. Do you recognize him when you saw him? Uh, yeah, no, it, no, no, no. Okay. Which we had a fact check on him last podcast. He said that this was his third year, the 2019 season. It'll be his fourth season. So Ralph was wrong. Oh. I think I said. He, it was yeah, but he's only played half, half the games. games. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's been... 48 games he's done he's played 24 or 26 but you know i mean that that's only two years yeah so <laughs> so we were right kind technically. Of, technically okay i'm looking i don't see denver playing buccaneers in 2017 well then maybe it wasn't so they were wrong that would be the press the press was wrong maybe it was a preseason game not preseason anyway i'll let you look that up while i'm talking about vernon hargreaves 2016 okay Week four, October 2nd. But he wasn't really starting then, right? <clears throat> yeah, they, we got our butts looking that one. It's 27-7. Ew. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm going to have to look it all up. Maybe not that one. Yeah. So Vernon Hargreaves got up there. Okay, first of all, he was born in 1995. Makes you feel a little better. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> 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 Curry, snapper. Ralph gets a little worked up when he hasn't had his Metamucil. Oh, <laughs> um, in any case, he gave some tidbits. First of all, he was so excited. You know, Bruce Arians gave that hour-long interview at the coaches thing in Arizona. And whatever it was. And I don't I don't want to be fact checking you on a <laughs> coaches meeting. It's an owner's meeting. Owner well, why are the coaches there then? Why was everybody there? Jason Lockenboro was there asking dumb questions. All up in his face. All, he was, he was so rude. Hey, you know, all the like, Bucks all press the Bucks reporters. Nice yeah. Like, they sat at the table with Bruce, and it's like a breakfast, and they're all kind of bouncing questions off of him. And then Jason Lockenboro just comes up 
like stand, like hovers over the table, everyone's sitting, yes, and it shoves his phone in Rosarian's face, asks him a question he had already answered like he, ten minutes yeah, before he, that. He answered like three questions. Yeah, and then walks, and then walks away, away. Yeah. and then comes back and asks some other dumbass questions. He's another one I can't. <laughs> and he's always wrong. He's wrong a lot. Anyway, can we please talk about Vernon Hargraves? Let's do that. And trying to get this out. DH3. Bruce Arians talked about him at the coaches' owners' meeting. <laughs> the coaches' owners' meeting. It's like a joint meeting of the coaches <laughs> and the owners. And Bruce Arians kind of gushed about him a little bit. You know, he said that Vernon Hargreaves was high on Arizona's draft board in 2016 when we drafted Vernon. So he had tape on him. He knows the type of player that Vernon is. And he said, you know, you can't judge a player that's injured because of their injury. Like, you can't count it against them. That's not their fault. So he doesn't hold injuries against them and the fact that Vernon hasn't played but, like, half the game since he's been in the league. And so when Vernon gets up on the podium at the press conference, he was just, like, beaming. It was that confidence that you saw at Arizona that he just gave the players. And Bruce Arians and Vernon hadn't even at that point met or really talk to each other. And here it is, Bruce Arians is gushing about him publicly. And it just gave, I think it gives Vernon like a new perspective on the season, you know, on mm-hmm. playing. He seemed excited to be there. And he yeah. said it gave him a lot of confidence. And I think that's just what Bruce brings to the table. I think it's that intangible mm-hmm. that you can't measure. And he just does something to a locker room. Huh. Interesting. It was a really interesting. Interesting. Just to see Vernon's reaction to it. Yeah. And he just kept talking about it. Huh. So they asked about the defense. And, of course, Vernon is now going to play press corner rather than, what is that? Off coverage. Off coverage. Yeah, well, press you know, coverage versus off coverage. Yeah. We, you know, that's what I said. If you listen to the podcast, I, I just pounded that in. We just needed to play more man press coverage. Right. And Mike Smith just did not believe in it. Well, Apparently, that's what Vernon Hargreaves is good at, and so he's excited that they're going to do more of it. He said, as far as the defense change, the front seven is really where all the changes are, so I don't think from the secondary anything will be... Who said that? Vernon Hargreaves. He said that the front seven is where the changes are going to be? Primarily where the changes will be with the defense. Hmm. So, you know... And How does he know that? I don't know. Okay. But that could be a good thing for, you know, our young secondary who struggled last year... They're all young, mm-hmm. some consistency, not some major schematic change. Yeah, and I think, well, you know, getting rid of Mike Smith is going to be a big boom to our, our secondary. It was last year when we got rid of him. But also getting rid of Brick Ryan because he's the, he was the veteran of the bunch, and he's out there not trying. Yeah. That had to affect those young guys. I think so, too. And just having no leadership, no one to look to, I think you're right. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind if we got – a veteran quarterback. Just to have agency. the presence yeah. in the locker room. Yeah. But then again, you know, you get they're, they're, some of these guys to be like gangs and, and secondary, they like to be like a pack of rabid beasts. And if you have a veteran come in, just one veteran come in, and you got a bunch of young guys, then that might break up the, the whole youngery feeling they have. You know, they might want to, you know, be a young bunch of young guys that do things their way. 
knows? Right. And they have a, a few years playing with each other. And actually, I didn't know this, but Vernon Hargreaves and Carlton Davis have known each other for a really long time. Really? They didn't go to college together. They were recruited by the same guy. Hargreaves was recruited by him out of high school. Hmm. And then he, Hargreaves went to Florida. And then that guy, the recruiter, left and went um, to wherever Carlton went. I think Auburn, he said, maybe. I'm sure I got that totally wrong. But right, I know. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> But so they've known each other a while. It's interesting that football is an unusual beast and that it's a very small world there. All the coaches know each other. All the players seem to have ties with themselves, the coaches. And it's very incestuous, I guess. Well, I think also you get that school spirit for whatever team you're playing. Oh, yeah. And then you watch all the other games, mm -hmm. you know, the other teams. So I think you learn players that way. Yeah, agreed. We finally watched that. Our long interview with Bruce Arians, which we have been talking about, which I will say Ralph slept through half of. But I would say half of Maybe it. you picked up some through, 30%. like, osmosis. Were you dreaming about Bruce Arians? Was he there? No, I didn't even realize I was asleep. <laughs> well, I took some notes for both of us, so I'll just go through those briefly. He said he'd rather have 10 $3 million guys than one $30 million guy. Yeah, and that's smart. I've always said that. Right. You know, you need to – once you start getting these high-dollar players, which – Mike Evans, to me, is an exception because he's an exceptional guy. I don't mind paying him that much money. But, you know, when you get guys on the team that are making six, seven, eight, nine, ten times more than all the other guys, I think it becomes an issue, you know. And plus, I would rather have – my whole thing is I would I like to have players that just like to play football. I don't care about their skill as much. It's more attitude that matters, I think. And I think that when your salary increases, your ego does as well. So mm, you get – right. Yeah, I mean, look at Levante David. He's to me the perfect example of you get a big paycheck, and then you're like, you don't perform as well. You got nothing to prove. Right. You, you, you don't have that hunger. As a matter of fact, it's the exact opposite. You're sitting there going, man, I don't want to go out here and get hurt. I could be in Miami on my yacht. <laughs> so this sucks. Yeah. So not saying that's what Levante David doing, but I definitely saw a drop off in his performance as soon as he got that big paycheck. Bruce Arians talked about him briefly, just said that. They're going to rush him more, yeah. which they should. I think we talked about this before. Yeah. He, he mentioned a lot of the players by name. I couldn't catch all of them because he was speaking kind of quickly. One that stuck out to me that was Golston. He said Golston could put on some more weight and do what he does, whatever that means. Really? Yeah. Hmm. He'll so, play him as defensive end. I don't know if they – did they have Golston dropping weight, the coaching staff? Has he fluctuated? I can't recall. I I don't know what Spence did, or he gained weight, and I can't remember. It's interesting to me that he's talking about Golston like that because, again, like we didn't even know he was still on the team right. a couple weeks ago, right. a couple podcasts ago. That is interesting. Like, also, a great run defender. Which is great because Arian said we're going to be focused on stopping the run first, and then we'll get to the quarterback. So mm. stop the run, then rush the quarterback. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, he gave some good tidbits. You should listen to that half he didn't listen to. <laughs> <laughs> well, the half I did listen to was really good. He said JPP hasn't played over a guard, but he's going to. Now, JPP has played over a guard. I've seen him do it. He played inside on, I'd probably say, 30 snaps last year. Now, when he does that, like, does that count when they stunt? No, it's not. Okay. I was talking about where he, he, where he would line, line up, up in the defensive tackle position. Why would someone, why would a defensive end not want to play against a guard? Like, is it a different... Is it that you're not going to get as much pressure against the guard? Yeah, there's, there's just not as much move, room to move around. You know, these big, slender 
the athletic guys, they like to have room to move around. Yeah. As to big boys like the Bo Allens, the Vita Bears, they don't mind playing in the phone booth. Makes sense. Makes sense. So what's the advantage of having a player like JPP lined up over a guard? I think it would be an advantage to JPP because the guard is not expecting that type of speed and maneuverability. They're used to playing against other big guys. Right. A better matchup for them, probably. Like, is it, it would be a match. I mean, it would be a matchup for JPP because he's got the speed to get around them. Yeah, and he's strong, too. Yeah. Got those long arms. He's, yeah, he's got real long arms. Yeah. So, but, but he won't necessarily be lined up over top of the guard. He'll be between the guard and the tackle, most likely. We'll see. We'll see. It'll be interesting. It's going to be new. I'm really excited about this 3-4 defense. The more I watch 3-4 defenses, the more I get excited because, man, it just seems like all of them, are, they just go crazy going after the quarterback, man. They just, from all different angles and all that. You know, I'm used to 3-4 defense where, I mean, the 4-3 defense where you know what the front four are going to do. Yeah. You know, it's really just what are the linebackers going to do is what you watch. And But with the 3-4, these guys are going all over the place. I mean, you just – you don't know where they're coming from, what they're going to do. You got linebackers dropping back coverage and safeties coming up and for blitzes and you know, quarterbacks co- covering the, across the middle where linebackers normally are while the linebackers are rushing. And, you, know, you got these linebackers coming in from all different gaps. You've got defensive ends looping. I, it's a mess. You watch these guys. They usually have five, six, seven guys rushing. Arian said that we might have some plays where we have four safeties in. That'll be interesting. Have you ever seen that before? Not that I can recall. Yeah, I don't know if we've ever had four safeties on the team. I know. That's what I'm like, oh. Do we even have depth for that? They went down with Chris Conte. Oh. He was free agent, right? Yeah. And uh, nobody signed him? No. He's done it, though. Yeah, probably. Man, what? Ending his career Ending on Ending his that. career on a stiff arm. Ugh. I liked Chris Conte. Yeah, I did, too. I think he got a bad rap. He did. Tough little guy. Funny, Bruce Arian said he thinks the biggest signing for us in the free agent market was uh, the punter Bradley Pinion. Yeah, that was interesting. But he said that he's going to do kickoff so Cairo can just do the extra points and not stretch his leg because that's where Cairo's always gotten hurt. Well, to me, this was really endemic of how Bruce Arians is so... I mean, the guy has just come in and chewed up this team, just studied it, analyzed on it, because he said that Cairo, his injuries have come from kicking off. So they went and got a, somebody that can do the kickoffs for him, and now Cairo could just focus on field goals. Yeah, and then we got that Danish punter. Yeah, he, he was like, ah, we'll see how that guy works yeah, out. Yeah, well, I want to see what the Danish guy can do. That's what he said. But one, another thing that I got from Arians is he doesn't like having a bunch of young guys. Right, yeah. So he said that while the draft, you know, the draft is stacked with defensive players, which he was kind of excited about, but... Yeah, he doesn't like a ton of young guys. No, but in this, with the special teams, we've got two veterans and one young guy. And he said, that's kind of how I like to do it. Who's the young guy? The Danish the one? The Danish guy. Okay. Yeah. We should probably learn his name. Or should we? Because <laughs> is he going to be here? There's no his. Well, Bradley Pinion, he's a punter and a kicker, right? He could do both. He was both? Yes. Okay. So we got some versatility there. Mm-hmm. But he said that at one point, I don't I don't recall what game this was. This was when Arians was with the Cardinals. And he said they had young guys, the snapper. Right, the snapper, the kicker. And was it the holder? I want to say the, the holder. And the holder, usually the punter. The punter is usually the holder. You know, he used to, the holder used to be the quarterback. I don't know what it is now. I know what um, it's because Tony Romo muffed <laughs> that hold one time and cost the Cowboys a game. Poor, poor Tony. Ah, oh, he could never, ever get over that. That ruined his career. Hey, he's bouncing back in the broadcast booth. Oh, he's killing the broadcast booth. Love him in the broadcast booth. That thing he did with the 
the cat on the field is just <laughs> hilarious. And that was funny. They asked Bruce Arians about because he did broadcasting last year. And he was like, that was hard. He said, I didn't expect to work. <laughs> right. I thought I was just going to show up on Sundays and call the game. Like, oh. He said, I had to put in three days of work beforehand. Right. <laughs> Not a very good retirement game. <laughs> yeah. That's why he's back to coaching. Right. But he doesn't do anything. I guess so. It's funny. The Someone in the press corps asked Arians about former players coming to the practices or training camp or whatever because they've done yeah, that before. They talk about they Warren, yeah, they asked about Warren Sapp. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get it wrong. Was it Warren called him and asked him if he could come? Yes. Okay. Yes. And Arian said he likes to have former players come, but they. But. But. This was a big but. Surprise me. They have to stay the whole time, and they have to want to coach. Right. They're not just there to, like, BS with the team. They're there as interns Mm -hmm. to work. Yeah, they got to come in and follow the program and be there the whole time. And he said, I got a stack of resumes, so I don't know if he has the players sending in resumes, which would be hilarious. That is funny. You see Warren Sapp writing a resume. (laughs) (laughs) He'd write it in fish oil or fish <laughs> blood or something. I don't know if you can get that guy off the fishing boat now. I know, right? I don't think so. But he'll have, he wants like four of the interns in air quotes at OTAs and then maybe six in training camp. So we'll see who comes out. It'd be interesting. We talked about this before, I think in the last podcast, they asked about the music and we didn't get it quite right the last time. So he said there's not going to be any music at OTAs, but he's undecided about the rest of the time. Oh, so they might have music during practice. Maybe. Now, this was a week ago, so maybe he's decided between now and then. (laughs) That'd be funny if he picks some music. You know, it's going to be like jazz or something. (laughs) Well, he did say um, he was talking about his eclectic music preferences. So he's like, some days I might be listening to Jimi Hendrix. Some days, Blake Shelton, which I'm like, pee, bust out country. <laughs> In the middle of practice, that will be pretty funny. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Last little tidbit I got was they really like Ryan Griffin. And this is how Dirk Cutter yeah. and his staff were, too. They love Ryan Griffin. Where is that coming from? I mean, that guy must put on some good practice field tape. That's all I've got to say. I guess that's Because in preseason, he, he's never shown that much to me. I mean, he hasn't been horrible, but he's playing against third and fourth string defenses. Right. And he's never done anything where I've gone, whoa, check him out. But man, I tell you, this is the second coach in a row now that is just raved about Ryan Griffin. Right. So typically he says he likes to keep two quarterbacks, but they may keep three because they've got Blaine and Ryan and Jameis. Yeah, he said when you find a guy that has the potential to be a number two or possibly a number one, you keep them because they're so rare. Yeah, they're hard to find. They're very hard to find. Yeah. Hey, whatever. It's like we got a professional bench rider. I know. Well, he's like 29. I know he's been in the league for <laughs> good. We, we, we've gone over this. It's incredible. Man. But you know what? Never, never thrown an NFL pass. I mean, Tom Brady's, what, 43. Drew Brees is up there, too. Right. Yeah, the guy could sit the bench for 20 years and I still know. be a young quarterback. <laughs> right. I mean, he's still realistically got another 15 years in him. <laughs> At this rate, yeah. Yeah. And Drew Brees, he didn't get that starting job in New Orleans till what, five, six years into his career? It wasn't, really. Hmm. Yeah, he was at San Diego for... Yeah, look at Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I mean, he was behind Brett Favre for a long time. Yeah. He probably thought Favre was never going to retire. He's like, can Every... this guy get killed on the field so Brett... <laughs> I can get a chance? Brett Favre <laughs> thought he was never going to retire because <laughs> he kept retiring and coming back. <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't tried to make a comeback. Uh, I think the dick pics killed his... Um, nobody cares. Everybody cares. <laughs> Me too, Wally. <sighs> 
Okay, that's all I got today. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up. We had a lot of stuff to cover. Uh, these podcasts are probably going to get longer and longer as the season nears. We're going to find out what's going on with the guys at the voluntary workouts. Uh, that's going to be going on for the next week and a half. We got the uh, cheerleader finalists coming up. Find out who makes the team. And then we got the draft at the end of the month. Yes, the draft is coming up in what one, two, three weeks. So we'll be all over top of that. We'll probably do a draft night podcast. We'll be drunk and complaining about something. I'm sure. I think we should go watch it somewhere. Yeah, so You know, the Bucks are having a draft party. Yeah, Justin Pavlinski with the... Yeah. Oh, wait. The Bucks organization? Yeah, but I think it's yeah. the same one with Justin. I don't think so. The Bucks normally do it on the club level. Uh, um, the, uh, the the Joes were talking about it. So that makes me think it's the one with it Justin. Might be, it might be. Not sure. Yeah, I know a lot of people are flying in. I think it's pretty exciting. I'm thinking about doing it. Let's do it. Do it. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us, guys. If you want to get in touch with us, you can follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Bucks underscore Observer. If you get a chance, go to the uh, website, BucketingsObserver.com, and look at the Shaquille Barrett video. Let me know what you think about his style. What do you think he might bring to the defense? We'll have another podcast out Friday. We are sticking to our three days a week schedule. But until then, go Bucks.